0: Good morning, South Florida. It's your girl super Cindy. Welcome to Community Matters. I hope you guys are feeling so good and amazing and blessed this Sunday morning. And I'm so happy to be speaking to you this morning, as I do every Sunday morning. You know how it goes down on Community Matters. We talk about you know, the issues, the, the problems, the resolutions, and everything else that can help you, your loved ones. And this morning is like no different. I want you, if you miss any past episodes or anything like that, to head over to 99 gmsmiamicom You can hear all previous episodes. If you heard it, missed a phone number, or a .org, it can all be found right there. So this morning, you know that May is Mental Health Awareness Month, so we're going to keep that going. And my guest this morning is um, representing the Learning Lab Edu Center, and she is a licensed psychologist. Her name is Dr. Angela Brinson. Good morning, Dr. Brinson. How are you? Good morning,
1: Super Cindy. I'm well. Thank you so much.
0: I'm so excited to be speaking to you because this is a topic that I really am clueless about because I don't have any children and I'm not really familiar with this, but I would love to inform our listeners because I know so many parents and caregivers of children are dealing with what we are going to be discussing this morning. So first of all, what does a licensed psychologist do?
1: So a licensed psychologist is someone that does evaluations uh, that look at educational issues, social, emotional issues, as well as behavioral issues. So based on those evaluations, we're able to make good recommendations for parents that will be helpful for them at home as well as at school. And what's the difference between
0: a psychologist and a psychiatrist? Is there a difference? Right
1: big difference. A psychologist um, is someone that does evaluations and counseling, whereas a psychiatrist is someone that does prescriptions of medications. Oh, okay. So writing prescriptions. Okay. Mm -hmm. So tell me exactly what your nonprofit, the
0: Learning Lab EduCenter is all about and how did you create it? Like, what is its, what is its mission? What its mission is?
1: So, The Learning Lab is a little gym located in Miami Gardens. Um, I've been practicing psychology for about 13 years. um, And since that time, we've taken on a specialization of working with kids who have educational and uh, mental health needs, right? So Mm -hmm. during COVID, when everything shut down, a lot of the kids who have special education needs were at home suffering. They didn't do well virtually. So what we did was we got together and we started like a a virtual school where the kids would come in with their computers, but in the background, live, we would have special education teachers and tutors helping them out. Right. So then at the end of the school day, we turned it basically into like um, a social emotional learning center where they got individual counseling, they got group counseling. We did taekwondo. We, you know, we did a lot of mindfulness work because the kids were struggling at home. So since then, we've turned that into an after-school academy. So kids are busting in from various schools in Miami Gardens. They come to us for about four hours. And after school, the after-school program, we do individual counseling. We do group counseling. We work on social-emotional learning skills. It's just a, a different way of looking at after-school programming. Now that schools are back open, well, high five to you and your team for, you know, even
0: creating that and thinking, you know, seeing that door open of the need and creating that nonprofit. But like now that schools are open, have the education people, I don't know what word to use. I don't want to name anybody specifically and, and offend anybody, but have they forgotten that what? the children went through for the last two years and just expect them to pop back up
1: and be back to normal and be at the level they're supposed to be at? I don't even think things are back to normal, whatever, you know, whatever new normal is. I mean, teachers are struggling. You know, teachers are like (laughs) walking out, they're They're starting new careers. Uh, Kids are struggling. So we're seeing now those secondary effects of the kids being out for two years. It wasn't just academic, it was also, also a lot of family disruption. Right. So we're still dealing with that. And the need is so great in our community for our children. Like, I can't, I can't even explain to you the numbers of kids we have on our wait list that need uh, educational and therapy support because they've lost out on so much in the past two years.
0: That is so sad. And, you know, I think, too, is like the children a lot of the times get forgotten because the parents right now with the economy the way it is, parents trying to find a place to live, keep up with the rent increases, the cost of food, feeding their family. They're like, look, you're a kid. You have a roof over your head. You're good. Just sit down and relax. Everything will be all right. Let me figure this out. But honestly,
1: the kids are going through a lot, too. A lot. Yes, they are. A ah. lot. Yeah. Right. We, I have, I mean, the, the instances of suicide among uh, Black teens is higher than I've ever seen it. Ah. Like, it is insane. Right. That we, was a conversation know, we don't recently. talk about that. We don't. It's a conversation that we need to have. I mean, even the fact that kids are attempting at this rate is a problem because that's a lifelong crisis for them, you know, if it's not dealt with. No, so,
0: that just yeah. hit me in the heart yo that's that's mm-hmm. so sad mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and oh god okay so um how did you transition to dealing with children because like you're just a
1: psychologist but you could have went any lane what made you you know go towards the children um, a lot of things, Cindy. I grew up in Miami Gardens. I'm I'm a product of this community. Oh, um, so high five
0: to you, yeah. Doctor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm going right back here, to your community,
1: exactly. That was very. You, you mean you grew too. up in Carroll City, girl? <laughs> yes, girl. I grew up in the bar house. okay? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So it's always been my desire to give back to the community in that way, and not only do I value the The children that we work with, ninety percent of my staff are from 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 Miami Gardens, from Liberty City. I'm talking about wow. from behavioral health techs to the doctors, the psychologists, the therapists. Most of my people are from right here in our you know in our own backyard. Wait, so I got and Give you a, <laughs> a round of applause. Yes. Go ahead, Dr. Yes. Brinson.
0: We're gonna um, yes. but before the episode is over, I want to give out all your information so that you know yes. parents and. People can go to your practice because you have a private practice, and let's just mm-hmm. show you love so we can support you and get you right even better than you already are and help you shine. Awesome. Have to. Thank you. So let's talk about this. Um, um, the like the I hope I pronounced this right. Neuropsychological testing. Mm-hmm. I said it right? Mm-hmm. Yep, is that right? What is neuropsychological testing and what is its purpose? What is that?
1: So basically, neurological testing. Um It's a a battery of tests, a series of tests that we use as psychologists that looks at different parts of the brain, how the brain functions, right? And then from there, we can kind of understand more about why learning problems exist, why autism exists, how these things impact children and adults.
0: So then what does the test consist of and who qualifies to get tested? Like if a parent is listening right now or caregiver of a child, why should they go get that test? What are the like? Are there symptoms or like what is the reason why they would go get that test?
1: So parents would wanna get their children tested if one, there are maybe some academic issues that are going unresolved. Your kid is going to tutoring, your kid is going to counseling, but things aren't changing or things are getting worse. It may be time to see if that child may have a learning disability. I personally have diagnosed more uh, children of color with uh, girls with autism as teenagers Whoa. and young adults these things go they go unchecked during uh uh during uh like elementary school years it's looked at as uh like uh, anxiety depression all of these little diagnoses that they get when they get older we realize there's things like autism going on because it looks so different in in girls of color than it does you know for other people you know like when i think of autism i think
0: of you know, a child that is very quiet, non-responsive, like not, doesn't react to certain things and things like that. Mm-hmm. But how can a, as you said, these young black girls, how do they go through high school and middle school? And like, then they get diagnosed with autism. Like, what are the levels of autism? Like, what does autism look like?
1: Since obviously it's autism not what, what's is, in my head. Right, it's on, right it's, autism is on a spectrum. So you have some kids that are like externalizers, they're acting out their hand flapping, um, they're hitting their heads on the wall, right? You have that. And then you have other kids who are extremely gifted, right? IQ scores off the charts, they have taught themselves to play instruments, right? But they can't function socially, uh-huh. right? They have difficulty functioning, they have difficulty managing their emotions. So it, it's, it's on a spectrum. And it looks very different for us than it does for other people. What happens, like, if a girl
0: who just graduated high school and she's basically considered an adult at this stage in her life gets um, diagnosed with autism? Like, what does that mean? And how do they go on next? Like, what is the...
1: You get my question? I'm, like, trying to think... I do. Yeah. No, no. And I'm I'm, I'm going to give you a personal example. Yeah, Yeah, I'm going to give you a personal example. A lot of times they'll get diagnosed in college. College becomes the time of stress and transition, right? Uh They've had things a certain way all of their lives. Now, all of a sudden you're in college, you're having a complete meltdown. You can't adjust, right? So this is the time you start to say, well, wait a minute, what is really happening here? Let me go get myself checked out to be sure. Is it anxiety? You know, is it really homesickness? It could be autism, it could be a a number of things. So a lot of times we find out when we start to be in situations where we have to make adjustments and we're exposed to trauma and that's how it Mm. looks. So I know
0: your um, neuropsychological testing, it tests for different things. So let's talk first, it tests for ADD. What exactly is ADD and what are the signs of ADD?
1: So ADD is an acronym for Attention Deficit Disorder, right? And what that looks like, uh, things like uh, impulsivity, um, being distracted, being hypersensitive, Um, we usually diagnose it at around age two. Um, If it's severe, you'll see it before then, but it's kind of like when a child goes to school and you see that there are differences in their attention span compared to other kids, then we start looking at things like ADD. So there's ADD, meaning that um, like you're distracted, right? You're like daydreaming all the time. But then there's ADHD, which has the yeah, component of activity. Yeah. yeah. So what? Because that's the ADD is like um, when parents say they're
0: they're the work in the classroom is boring them because they're more advanced. Is that also like could it be ADD? Like how some it parents they give oh he's he's bored with the work. He's too advanced for that work.
1: Well, school is boring. I mean, let's be real. I (laughs) I know, it's boring for me. (laughs) School is, is, I mean, you're isolated. You're sitting in this chair for hours, right? Mm -hmm. And you're being expected to focus. You don't have the freedom for your brain needs to kind of, you know, so school is boring. And yes, uh, that could be a sign of ADD, um, but also being poorly, like, organized, um, kids who are always losing stuff that could also be a symptom of ADD. Okay, so let's
0: move on to ADHD. You just mentioned it a minute ago. What is ADHD?
1: Mm-hmm. So ADHD is the component of hyperactivity. These these are the kids that are very impulsive. Again, they lose stuff. They're very disorganized. Their thoughts are disorganized. They're poor planners. They're forgetting their homework. Um, they just This is a it's a a plethora of things that let me see what else that that I would say ADHD, um, a common one is, oh, I can't keep can't keep their room clean. Right. And it's not because they're messy it's because they're not organized It's hard for the brain to structure to have that kind of structure to put things so I tell parents get carts go to the dollar store get carts crates in different colors. So that way their brain will kind of know, this goes here, this goes there. Mm. Otherwise it's really hard for a kid with attention hyperactivity disorder to stay organized. Uh,
0: and I'm gonna say like with you, you explained earlier that psychologists do not write prescriptions. So my, right. my what I think of is when a child gets diagnosed with ADD or ADHD, that they get on some type of medication to calm them or soothe them, or am I wrong? Like what is the, like you said, get crates of red, blue, whatever, and help them organize. What are the treatments for ADD and
1: ADHD? I always encourage parents to start holistically, right? Mm. Get them involved in meditation. Right now, we're gonna be teaching um, our children at the learning lab about Reiki. They're learning about chakras, right? Mm-hmm. So I always start, shout out to Simone, by the way. Um, I Simone always Hill, start, this, I mean, Simone, of course. On, yes. On
0: your own power? Yes. On your
1: own power. Absolutely. I was just in her Reiki chair the other day. <laughs> in her
0: Reiki yes. bed, I yes. should say. Yes. <laughs> yes. Shout so out to Simone for real.
1: Yes. Shout okay. out to Simone. So we're teaching our children about chakras early on. We're teaching them how to self-regulate their emotions. We're teaching them how to recognize, you know, what's triggering them. So I always recommend you start there, right? I then I would say if that's not working or you're not seeing the results you want, then let's include some some counseling. Right. So now there's someone else working directly with your child and you because it's not about just telling your child to go to counseling. Parents need to be actively involved. Right. Mm. We do we do in an hour, but you got them the rest of the day, the rest of the week. Yeah. Right. So I have to so keep going. Exactly. So it's like a tier. Right. So then if you're if you're doing the work holistically and you're getting counseling and things are not changing, then I would say maybe you want to consider talking to one stop talking to a, a psychiatrist about medication.
0: Hmm. And and you know, like when when you talk about like spirituality and meditating, how do you teach a child to meditate, especially a child that is with ADD or ADHD? How do you calm them? Because even me, like sometimes I have difficulty meditating because when I'm sitting there and I'm meditating, then I'm like, wait, did I start the dishwasher? Like your mind is just like (laughs) all over the place. That's my problem. So how do you get a child calm enough To meditate. Believe
1: it or not, kids are the best meditators. Really? That's good news. Yeah. If you you think about it, like if you tell think about when you tell a kid to wake up in the morning, what do they do Mm -hmm. for the next 10 minutes? They're going to sit on the side of the bed. And be like, why do I got to get up? (laughs) Exactly. That is a form of, they're they're literally sitting there preparing for their day. We expect them to get up and hit it, right? Mm -hmm. But they're like taking the time in the morning to get prepared for their day right? The same thing before they go to sleep, go to bed, go to sleep. Okay. They're going to lay in the bed for about 30, 45 minutes before they doze off. That's a form Mm. of meditation. They're shutting their own bodies down. That's so cool. I never thought of it as that. (laughs) So what does the neuropsychological
0: testing consist of? You said like, what, what is it? Like, what is it? Different tests and different things or
1: yeah, so you have like cognitive batteries where you're looking at your IQ, then you have um, academic assessments where you're looking at things like reading math and written language um, then you, you have other ones that look at. Um, things like social emotional um, behaviors um, looks at. Um, the way we learn our learning styles, a plethora of, of, of information, you can gain from neurological testing.
0: Okay, that's super cool. Okay, so let's talk about um what are parents, what advice to parents do you have? Like how do you keep it going? Like to get, you know, motivated to stay involved, then to actually have your child treated and things like that.
1: The first thing I would say is parents stop being in denial. Okay. Mm. Stop. Being in denial. You being a doctor
0: and you dealing with the children and also obviously the parents, what do you see in the parents as you, speaking of that, being in denial, tell us like anonymous
1: stories of that. I think one of the most important things that I hear and I try to correct when I talk to parents is when a parent says to me, oh, he just like his daddy. He acts just like his daddy. He's behaving like his daddy. That doesn't make it right. You can Mm. change that. Right, let's own that. Just because he acts like his daddy doesn't mean it's a good thing. Now what are we gonna do to change that behavior, Uh right? So I would say that is the first step. The second step is stop dropping your kids off to a therapist and sitting in the car. Be an active part of the treatment, right? Show Uh up on time. Ask questions about your child's treatment. Sign the treatment plans. Do those things. Right, but why do you think it is that parents
0: drop, uh, like, go and don't go inside with them? Is it something maybe internal in them, or they want to give the child privacy to talk, or like, what? What do you think are the reasons why they're
1: doing that? I think it's not many interested. <laughs> sometimes not interested. Sometimes now that means I got to deal with my own mess, right? Mm. Sometimes I just want him out of my hair for for an hour. Just go somewhere, right? So it's, it could be a number of things. But if we're talking about treatment, treatment involves the whole family.
0: Even their siblings, if they're not directly, they should come at least to one or two sessions just
1: to talk things through and work things out. Absolutely, absolutely. Hmm. We look at, I mean, we have parents that look at therapy as an isolated situation. You go go get healed there. And then when you get healed, you come back here. It doesn't work like that. Everybody has to be involved basically. Absolutely. Absolutely the third thing I would say is you when you have insurance use it. Right? If you know your kid up, up, needs help, <laughs> if you know your kid needs help and you sitting there paying for insurance, go get your child some help. Do that. Hmm. If parents
0: are listening right now and and you know and you've triggered something in their mind that say, you know what I really need to reach out um to, you know, Dr. Brinson or another psychologist, where can they find you? Give your phone number out and all of that.
1: Okay, so Psyche Solutions, uh, we're located in Miami Gardens. Uh, we're also located in Miramar and we're also lit- located in Kissimmee. Um, the main number is 954-257-7473. Mm-hmm. Uh, the website address is com, and we're at Solutions on all, all social media platforms. Awesome, awesome. So let's talk about also the Learning Lab
0: EduCenter. You talked about mm-hmm. it earlier, what the nonprofit does and things like that. So where um, do you get volunteers or like, how does it work?
1: Do you need volunteers? How do people donate? Where do you get funding, things like that? Yes, we need volunteers. We need as much support as we can get right now. Our summer program starts in June, June 14th. Um, So we are looking to hire therapists. We're looking to hire behavioral health technicians. We're looking to hire college kids who have an interest in going into the mental health field, right? So we want, yeah, a a large part of what I do, um, Cindy, is I'm a training program. So Mm -hmm. my agency trains master's and doctoral level students um, in the area of psychology. So we work with Albisu and Nova um, and Walden in South Carolina. They send people here and we train them to become doctors and and mental health people. And that's an awesome way to like intern or start their,
0: their thing off by working with the children and is it only open to miami
1: garden residents or is it open to anyone 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 if you have a child that has um academic issues um uh some behavior issues social emotional issues that you really want to deal with then our camp is the place for them awesome and then you also spoke earlier about um
0: the suicide rates of teenagers and kids actually What advice if you think um, to parents do you have or to a caregiver that kind of senses that something's not right and maybe their child is, you know, leaning towards that? What should a parent do? Because I know that just instills so much fear in them as well. Like, what
1: do I do? You would pick up the phone and call somebody and have yourself a session and get some advice from a professional. That's what you would do. Do that. Do that. It's worse. First. <laughs> first, what is your that first. Dr. Brinson, give what? out your phone number again. Sure. It's uh nine five four two five seven seven four seven three. And your office is located where? Uh, Miami Gardens right on. I say I tell people across the street from Tootsie's, but the Washington and the Washington <laughs> building. Well that's the that's the uh what is that called? The
0: landmark. Well they'll find it. Exactly,
1: exactly. exactly. <laughs> Tootsie's so on this Sunday morning.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's the landmark. So it's across that's the, the street from
1: Tootsie's in that building. Yep. Yep. The two is Washington and Lincoln Square building. So it's 184 25 Northwest Second Avenue. We're in the same building with uh, Frederica Wilson's office. Okay. So right Mm -hmm. now, as we said earlier, May is Mental
0: Health Awareness Month. So what advice do you have? Final words, because the show is wrapping up. So what um, advice do you have for people? Because mental health has totally gotten to be a bigger problem. Honestly, it, it was a problem before, but now it's even more highlighted since the pandemic and just the isolation Mm -hmm. and just the cost of everything, just everything, Um, Everything. speak a little bit about that.
1: So own it, right? If you're feeling depressed, you're feeling anxious, own it, like we're all going through it, Mm -hmm. right? So things like overeating, right? Things like overspending, sexual promiscuity, drinking, smoking, those things are signs of anxiety and trauma. Own it. Deal with it. Get the help that you need from a professional. There, there are tons of websites um, that that talk about um, that have specific um, therapists of color, right? So if you if you really want to see a therapist of color, go see a therapist of color. If if one therapist doesn't work out for you, go to another therapist. Don't yeah. Just you're give not up stuck with one therapist. Exactly. Not, exactly. Exactly. Do all do all of the things, but don't just stop making excuses.
0: Exactly,
1: stop making excuses, make sure you get the help you need for yourself,
0: your children, your family. This morning, we've been speaking to Dr. Angela Brinson, who is a licensed psychologist, the Learning Lab Edu Center. Make sure you um, Google it, find it, and all that good stuff, and shouts to her office at Psych Ed Solutions. Thank you so much for hanging out with us this morning, doctor. I really appreciate it. You really informed me on a lot of things. And thanks for the work that you do. And coming back to the community you grew up in, Carroll yes. City, aka Miami <laughs> Gardens, you yes. did that. So high five to you, Dr. Brinson. Thank you,
1: Cindy. I enjoy being here.
0: Thank you for Thank having me. Thank you so me. much. Your girl, Super Cindy. Community Matters, 99 Jams.